0: LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Welcome to Before Breakfast, a production of iHeartRadio. Good morning. This is Laura. Welcome to the Before Breakfast podcast. Today's tip is to make your own mini retreat. Getting away for just a little bit with a little bit of structure can give you the opportunity to ask important questions about your life. While a long retreat might be great, taking a mini retreat is more doable for people who can't just go sit in a cabin somewhere for a year. Since Thoreau went to Walden Pond to contemplate life, many of us have idealized this idea of escaping from our usual routines to think deep thoughts. Organizations everywhere host annual retreats for their leaders to ponder strategy, often at some hotel with a view of the beach or the mountains. That can be great, But any corporate retreat will inevitably focus on futures within the organization, not big life decisions, which might not include the organization. And many of us don't work for large companies anyway. We might crave space to think about our lives. But in the bustle of carpools and emails, this can be tough to do. But I do think it's possible. I've taken a few writing retreats, and I've got a Think Deep Thoughts professional retreat on the calendar soon too. Here's how to make these retreats fit in life and how to optimize your time while you're doing them. First, privilege convenience over other factors. You might like to go to Malibu, but a quiet beach an hour from your house is perhaps a better bet. Or you might tack a few days onto a business trip. I took one writing retreat in Gemthorpe, Pennsylvania, which is a cute mountain town about 90 minutes from my house. I did another writing retreat in a different part of the Poconos when I was speaking at someone else's retreat. I just showed up two days early. When you've got a full life, you don't want to lose time to transit. Being just an hour away can be enough to remove you from your daily situation. Second, think short, but not too short. I think two nights is the minimum because it gives you at least one whole day during which you don't need to move yourself or your stuff. Three would be better, giving you two whole days with no transit. Though past this, there may be a point of diminishing returns. You want enough time to think and relax, but not so much that it's overwhelming and you start wasting time. Many of us do better when we have some limits. Third, go with a specific goal in mind. With both of my writing retreats, I wanted to devote whole days with no interruptions to editing. My book manuscripts were at the point where I could do that. I was basically happy with what I'd written, but I wanted to experience this writing as a through reader making notes, and then addressing what I could. You might take a retreat with the goal of pondering your professional and personal goals for the next year. Or maybe you're thinking of switching careers and want to identify and rank what aspects of a new career would make you happiest. Just getting away sounds nice, but is the recipe for watching hotel movies rather than thinking deep thoughts. Fourth, prepare. Do you need to read something before you go? Do you need to ask for other people's advice? If I'd gone on my retreats with half a manuscript, they would have been much less productive. So I needed to get that done ahead of time. If you have a complex life, you also need to make sure the plans are in place for you to escape. Do you have childcare? Do you have backup childcare? If you have a partner, is this person on board? Ideally because you've offered to reciprocate at some point. Block off the days and be ruthless about keeping them blocked. Anticipate what could derail you and make sure there's a plan to address those derailments. It might even help to create a backup slot for your retreat should your first choice of timing not work. If it's important, you deserve to give yourself that space. Fifth, plan to work and think, but to do other things too. On both my retreats, I spent some time walking around outside. I hiked in the Poconos, and I visited little restaurants in Jim Thorpe. Even on a retreat, you're not going to be able to work for 12 hours straight. So get a sense of when you'd like to take breaks. Meals are a good option, but you probably want something physical too. Give yourself a schedule of goals for each segment. By noon, I want to have written this list. By nightfall. I want to have explored the upsides and downsides of each idea. And finally, don't sabotage yourself. If you plan to think deep thoughts, put your phone in airplane mode or hide it somewhere. Don't get sucked into an email chain about something that will yank you right back to your office or the politics of your homeowners association board. By building in breaks, you can nix some of this temptation, but not all of it. That's on you. If you view your mini-retreat as a gift you are giving yourself, perhaps you can appreciate it and honor it as a gift someone else might give you. You wouldn't smash it right in front of their eyes. Have you ever taken a mini-retreat? I'd love to hear how you pulled it off. You can email me at beforebreakfastpodcast at iheartmedia.com. In the meantime, this is Laura. Thanks for listening. And here's to making the most of our time. Before Breakfast is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. A new season of Bridgerton is here.